the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of Backbone Radio. Mad Don here. Blake Gallagher is behind the thick, thick glass back there. And it is October 16th, 2022. And again, honored by your presence here, honored by your ears here. And thanks for the multiple complimentary texts to studio. I just... I just love to see them, and I get to respond to at least a significant amount of them. And there's already three more that came in just when this segment started. At any rate, uh, again, I'm amazed at how many people want to hear more Jethro Tull. <laughs> Jethro Tull, that's that's cool. I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm filing that one away. But I thought we might get into some midterm. The midterms are uh, three to four weeks away, right? Make that three weeks away, and we gotta get hepped up for that. And again, the general advice is just go out and vote. Just go out and vote straight ticket Republican, okay? If there is some rhino that is particularly afflicting your conscience, well, you can make an alternative. And again, nobody needs to tell you how to vote because you know. You are in charge. You can figure it out. And commentator types, you know, can just offer a little bit of information to maybe help you in your selections. But that is your, that is up to you. And I, I get so annoyed when people tell you what you're supposed to do or people tell me what I'm supposed to No, no, no. You just figure it out, okay? That's, that's the way it should be. But we do need a red wave. Um, the Democrats, Biden, Polis, I mean, they're, they're killing Colorado. They're killing the country. It's dying. We feel it, right? We feel it in our bones. It's not a good feeling to be having to carry around with us all the time. Now, even you just heard in that little news clip just now, you know, CBS News, that uh, they, they talk about, oh, abortion issue is uniting Democrats and abortion issue is motivating Democrats. And they try to make it seem like, you know, that is the most important thing because they're propaganda trying to help the Democratic Party. But I pointed this out earlier. The new Harvard-Harris poll has come out. And to the extent that polls matter and are relevant, they have at least got this out there that Far and away, the top four issues that Americans are most worried about, most concerned about heading into the midterms are, in order, inflation, economy slash jobs, immigration, and crime. Those are the top four issues that voters are concerned about, and abortion is not in the top tier of the list. Neither is Armageddon, interestingly. Neither is like blowing up the world over Ukraine which we just talked about in the last hour. But every single one of those issues, inflation, economy, jobs, and immigration and crime, the Democrats have screwed up. The Democrats have, have made things worse for the American people, for the middle class, the upper class, every class in this country. The Democrats have made it palpably worse. The media is out there trying to say, no, the abortion, that's the issue. The abor-. But you see, they're trying to help because that's, that's where they feel like Democrats have an edge. But again, when you look at the poll data among likely voters on that, it's not that much of an edge if it is an edge at all. But it's the only thing they've got to talk about. 
That's all they've got. They've got they're they're like desperate, like reaching out for like threads of hope and rays of sun. They don't have any. And you can start to sense that they're not selling it. Even the mainstream media, they're not selling it like, oh, Democrats are going to do well. But yet, the one thing to keep in mind is like tune out, tune out any of the psyops we're heading for between now and November. Just tune it out, and they're going to, again, try to get you demoralized, try to get you discouraged, and that's even especially in Colorado, where the Democrats are sweating in Colorado. I watched that debate, Jared Polis v. Heidi Ganahl, and Heidi Ganahl scored points against Jared Polis. She definitely did. And I went through that in more detail yesterday morning when I guest hosted the Jimmy Singenberger Show. If you have interest in what host Dunn has to say about some of that, it's the first hour of the podcast yesterday morning. But Polis is sweating. Bennett is sweating. The Democrats are sweating in this state. I don't know what their internal polls are telling them. And we know it is always an uphill battle in Colorado now that it's been a blue state, now that we have the mail-in ballot. It's an uphill battle. No denying it. But they are sweating, okay? So I would just advise, you know, what I'm going to do is go out there and vote the straight-ticket Republican, and let's get it going. Let's try to turn this state purple, if not red, altogether. And they are vulnerable, Okay. So don't let any of their news stories or any of their anything get you like so uh, like like demoralized or whatever that you don't want to just go in there and just like, you know, get that vote in. okay? and tell your friends to do so. And remember, the Democrats are weak on the top four issues. It's incredible. Ned Ryan over at American Greatness has a a fine column on the 12th. okay? Um, and he says, things are much worse than they seem for Democrats. And Ned Ryan, R.Y.U.N., He's Claremont affiliate, writes for American Greatness, and I think uh, very highly of his, his political acumen. And he says, Democrats are in for a shellacking unlike any they've had in a long while. Okay, and he goes into that. You know, the Democrats are trying to rally around uh, the abortion issues, you know, and the, 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 the Democrats are somehow thinking it's what they want to do is, and Ned Ryan says, quote, butcher babies up until the moment of birth. It's kind of an extreme position the Democrats have adopted on abortion, far more extreme than the population of the United States of America. OK, but Ned Ryan says this abortion has faded as even a semi motivating issue over the past month. The real issues on people's minds are inflation, crime, election integrity, unemployment, immigration and infrastructure. And by the way, American infrastructure, that's, that's on people's minds. But $67 billion has just been sent to Ukraine by Joe Biden, by the neoconservatives, by the rhinos, by Mitch McConnell, by the Democrats. And it got to the point where even Tulsi Gabbard, the Democrat, couldn't stay with the Democratic Party anymore. It's Amer- they, 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 we, I can't stay with an America last party, Tulsi says. Or we have infrastructure problems of our own. Inflation problems of our own, gas and groceries problems of our own. We're no longer energy independent anymore. Can you believe that? Trump had this country rolling, energy independent. We had peace and we had prosperity. The Democrats show up and they wreck the whole thing. They take this country straight backwards on every single measurable metric. Backwards, wrong direction. And now here we are, it's heading for the midterms, and they're trying to ask for your vote for more what? For more crime? Democrats want, hey, we're going to keep going. More crime? Higher inflation even? 
Apparently, Colorado inflation is the highest in the nation at 15.6%. Good grief. Time for a change, it seems like to me. That bear stock market, look at the Trump stock market, was straight up his entire four years except for the little COVID blip, but then it came roaring back. We've been having stocks down the last three quarters in a row and stocks and bonds down the last three quarters in a row. That's never happened before in this country. Wrong direction and the wide open border. We're not into the wide open border. Voters do not want the wide open border. But that is what we have got, thanks to Biden and the rhinos who enable that wide-open border, just like the rhinos enabled the $67 billion to Ukraine, which people are gra- they're souring on. I was sour on it from the start. I was a major sourpuss on Ukraine from the start. And now the rest of the world is catching up with me. But I led the charge, did I not? <laughs> I was one of the first and early voices on that. And just so we get just... You know, on the border, just I got to work this in somewhere. Let's work it in here. A minute from Paul Gosar, one of his staffers, says this. This is Carson Carpenter reporting from Washington, D.C. with the Gosar Minute. Recently, the Biden administration quietly announced that another 204,000 illegal aliens crossed the southern border in August. Joe Biden has now encouraged more than 4.4 million lawbreakers into our country since he took over. This includes 78 individuals on the terrorist watch list. In just two years, Biden has allowed in five times more illegal aliens than the entire population of the greater Tucson area. Additionally, more than 2,200 pounds of deadly fentanyl and nearly 5,000 pounds of cocaine were seized by border officials in August. The crisis at our southern border was directly created by Joe Biden and his administration's open border, mass releases, halted border wall, and zero enforcement policies. Americans are fed up with Biden's open border policies that are destroying our country. There you go. That's Paul Gosar, the dentist congressman from Arizona, one of his staffers with the Gosar Minute. Yeah, yeah, Democrats taking everything in the wrong direction. I mean, I'm not kidding. Everything. Wrong direction. Let's make a change. Masters of War. Bob Dylan bringing us in. Little Masters of War action there. Blake, is that your current favorite song, or were you just tongue-in-cheek when you said that? It's my favorite song. It is your favorite song. Well, we just played it. Masters of War by Bob Dylan, because that's really relevant right now. Really quite rather relevant right now. And where are the peaceniks? Uh, Where are they? Where are the sane people? Where are the adults in the room? Yeah, little Ukraine issue there. Anyway, thank you, Bob, for bringing us in with that one. Actually, I have a, a new electronic version of that by some Swiss group, but somehow it didn't play. And it actually takes the Bob Dylan voice, and it it's over like synthesizers and like a heavy pounding drum beat. But somehow or another, that one wouldn't work in our system today. So I had to play the actual original Bob Dylan, Bobby who I've seen in concert personally three or four times myself. One time I went to the concert with John Andrews. John Andrews and I went together to see Bob Dylan, and it was really cool. Yeah, he's the man. Anyway, midterm conversation. I want to talk to what what is Biden saying about inflation right now? He's saying, well, hey, we're going to get you a new coffee machine. (laughs) Oh, good grief. The generic ballot, like I said, it's going to be worse for Democrats than you think if there's election integrity. 
But uh, the uh, Harvard-Harris, Rasmussen, CBS, YouGov, and Trafalgar all have the generic ballot Republicans plus six, plus seven, plus two, plus five in the order I just mentioned. So Republicans are ahead in the generic ballot among likely voters. But don't let them do the old registered voters thing. That, that's how the pollsters play games and run the psyops in part. Okay. But uh, Joe Biden is out there. And he has this tweet today. <laughs> Biden, hopeless, out there eating ice cream. It's in Oregon. I had a text studio say that Biden was eating ice cream in Oregon. And I don't remember what town the text said even what town oregon he's eating ice cream in the acting like he's just a real serious statesman as he's like got his tongue wrapped around a scoop of ice cream talking about the american economy it's just not dignified okay at least it wasn't the tapioca pudding right that's that's normally his deal anyway joe biden's tweet today quote if republicans in congress get their way prices will go up and inflation will get worse it's that simple He's actually making this case that under Trump, there was no inflation. There, there was the opposite of inflation. There, it, was, it was like, great. We had the golden economic era. Biden shows up. Inflation goes straight up. We're at Jimmy Carter levels, record inflation, right? 40-year highs inflation. When Biden shows up, Biden's policies causing this. Yeah. Biden slash rhino policies causing this. And he's trying to say that if you don't vote for Democrats again, inflation is going to get worse. Is that pathetic? Is that just pathetic? Is that like, I mean, how desperate are we talking? And I even have a, a clip of him saying that, and I, I hit it right here. Listen, to Biden's trying to blame Republicans for the inflation that only started when he took over. But not a single penny. No, I mean, not a single penny. Republican wins. Inflation is going to get worse. It's that simple. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I guess they'll say anything, won't they? Will the Democrats say anything? Republicans win. Inflation is going to get worse. Have you seen the last two years? I mean, this is obviously so brain dead obvious that, um, you know, I don't have to even point it out. But I just pointed out, unbelievable that the guy is saying that, okay? And let's get another Biden clip on inflation where somehow, you know, we've got gas, we've got groceries, we've got everything, inflation, and people are like seeing it everywhere they go, everything they touch, everything they spend money on, it's going up in price. Um, Some of it like, you know, 40, 50% up in price, okay? Terrible. Terrible for the middle class. Absolute massacre for the middle class. That's your Democrats destroying the working man and woman, destroying the middle class. Get them in power. What do they do? They'll, they'll just take it right to you. They'll run you over. They'll treat you like dirt. But anyway, Biden's talking about the Inflation Reduction Act and how you can get like a coffee machine and like different doors on your house. And that's like why you should vote for Democrats. Talk about r- ridiculous. Sit at that kitchen table I told you about paying your bills. Well, what are necessities for vast majority of families? Prescription drugs. If you lower prescription drug costs significantly, it lowers their cost of a family and inflation for the family is reduced. It goes on. It's the same way with what's in the Inflation Reduction Act has to do with your ability to be able to get tax credits for buying. If you need a new coffee machine, a new washer, a new refrigerator, you buy an efficient refrigerator, efficient coffee machine, you get a tax credit for it. It costs you less money. It's estimated average family will save $500 a year as well on just that. There are also tax credits for weatherizing your home, putting in new windows to keep the if you're a door that doesn't, you know, leak air and bring in the coal, etc. There's a lot in here that lowers the everyday cost for middle class families to be able to make it. 
And look, I come from a wealthy state, the state of Delaware. Well, guess what? I've never been a big fan of trickle-down economy. Where if the, no, I'm serious. But, but by that, that's what we've been for the last 30 years, guys. Yes, yeah, we've uh, been. Joe Biden, sorry for the choppiness of that audio. Somehow that's the way it came through. It must have been a bad mic right in front of Biden. Um, maybe it was the ice cream. <laughs> but that wasn't when he was eating ice cream. That was a different. But, Joe, Joe, I mean, we got inflation on, the, like, the necessities and the stuff. And Joe Biden's up there talking about, uh, well, see, you can buy a new coffee machine. You can get a new washing machine. You can get a new dryer. You can get a new refrigerator. You can get new doors. You can get new windows. You have to spend money to, to like, save money. Like, you got to go buy windows and doors and new coffee machines and all these things. you got to go spend money on that in order to save a little money off of what you spent. And somehow that's, like, his brainstorm is to, like, why you need to vote for Democrats. you got to go spend money, and the doors are going to be more expensive. The windows are going to be more expensive. The coffee machine, the wash... That's all going to be way more expensive to get that stuff. But you get this like rebate. If you like fill out the forms and you do the rebate and you like wait for your accountants and on tax day, you can get some rebate. And that that's like their plan, folks. I mean, that that is like not making the case. I mean, th- that is, like I said, pretty much like pathetic, right? All of that stuff. And by the way, you talked about prescription drugs in the start of that clip. Donald Trump had a limit. He had a limit on insulin costs. And one of the first things I remember this that Biden did when he came out was lift that so that all of a sudden people, you know, who need insulin were paying more on it. And then I saw Joe Biden come back later and say that, no, 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 because I think he put the cap back on, though I don't know the details for sure. He's saying that, like, he, he's like trying to take credit for what he did on insulin when he did the exact opposite thing when he first came into office. <laughs> anyway, just so you know, I mean, we are ruled by fools. We are ruled by idiots. Um, and that's just the deal. And again, they're asking for your vote. The Democrats are asking for your vote for the midterms. Yeah. Well, anyway, a lot of Republicans running are, you know, imperfect. And there's a lot about the Republican Party that I object to. But I would say vote straight ticket Republican. That's just what I'm going to do. Unless there is some particular rhino in your state or your vicinity who is uh, is just too intolerable, too close to Mitch McConnell, just too wedded to the Romney, Rhino, Paul Ryan ways, which in- essentially like makes the Republican Party, um, you know, the, uh, the, the what was the team that played the the Harlem Globetrotters? The, uh, the oh, anyway, I'm just throwing a blank on who that team was, the ones that always lose. Yeah, the, the Republicans who want to go out and be the noble losers and go out and lose and while trying to support Joe Biden's policies. And yeah, it was Mitch McConnell's out there. Hey, the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, we're all in for that. 67 billion of Ukraine. Yeah, we're all in for that. You see, that's the thing. If Trump runs again in 2024 and say he does win, it's going to be a different Republican Party under Trump at that time because we got so many America first Republicans in there in this primary season. Now we just have to get them over the top in November. People like Blake Masters down in Arizona. And do I admit I'm more excited about some of the candidates in Arizona, the big America first candidates we have in Arizona? I say, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm very excited about Heidi here in Colorado. She was great in that debate against Jared Polis, and I really love to see that. So uh, I guess that's how I'm looking at things on the midterm prospects. And I think if we have election integrity, it's going to be good. It's going to be at least a step in the right direction towards saving the country. And uh, let's get it done, folks. Thanks for being here. I'll be back in a flash.
Gotta love that high, lonesome, nasal twang of a little Dwight Yoakam bringing us in. Maybe I should do a Dwight sacred song tonight. Maybe I'll dig one up for that next segment. Yeah, Dwight is pretty much the ultimate in our book. Gotta have just that right amount of twang, you know, to get us going. At any rate, yeah, Backbone Radio, and so glad that you have been here and all these texts, the studio coming in, and feel free to check in if you have thoughts, 303-696-1971. But, yeah, there's Joe Biden out there talking about, like, uh, yeah, inflation's record-setting highest in 40 years. <laughs> but you could get a new coffee machine, a more efficient coffee machine. That's what you need to help with inflation in this country. That's, yeah. It goes on. It's the same way with what's in the Inflation Reduction Act. has to do with your ability to be able to get tax credits for buying, if you need a new coffee machine, a new washer, a new refrigerator, you buy an efficient refrigerator, efficient coffee machine, you get a tax credit for it. So, yeah, you can get a new coffee machine. You've already been hammered by the Biden economy. Your income is down. Inflation is up. You're getting hosed. But you can go buy all these new things. You can go buy all this new stuff, and that is somehow what's going to fix it all. Just give me a break. By the way, uh, the Harvard-Harris poll, I've been talking about the top four issues again, by far. Top four issues amongst voters. Is it likely voters? I think it's likely voters, yeah, which is the one you want. Um, Inflation, economy, jobs. Economy and jobs is one issue. So inflation, economy and jobs, immigration, and crime. (laughs) Those are the top four. Guess what? January 6th. Where is January 6th on this list of the issues of American voting concern? Where is January 6th? I ask you. Should I answer? I've got it right here. Do you think it's in the top 10? Do you think it's in the top 20? Where do you think concern about January 6th is? Well, it's number 19. 7% of voters say that they are most importantly concerned about January 6th, 7%. That's number 19. It doesn't even register, folks. And that is amazing because it's been round-the-clock propaganda about January 6th for years since January 6th actually happened. The American people are just not into it. They're just not paying attention to it. The January 6th Propaganda Commission, what a racket. What an absolute racket run by... Adam Schiff, the liar, who's been lying for years about Russia, 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 and Liz Cheney, who just managed to lose by 38 points in Wyoming. Boy, was that ever just justice in Wyoming. Good job, Jack, in Wyoming. You're the man. He got that done. Our, our brilliant caller from up north. So um, let me work this in. Um, Tulsi Gabbard left the Democratic Party, and you may have heard this. And she came out to speak at the Western Conservative Summit back in June. And I thought she gave a great speech. And Tulsi Gabbard gets something that's very fundamental. She gets what the deep state is. And when she came out here in June to the Western Conservative Summit, I, I, you know, I watched her speech. And she talked. She mentioned the deep state word. And I think if people can understand that, that is almost the most important thing. That American politics is fake and performative until we can understand with the unelected bureaucrats and the corruption of the FBI and the CIA and the DOJ and what all that is, if we can change the, ele- you know, the people in power 
It's one thing, but we have to get rid of the people that are not in power, at least elected power, but who are actually running the show. Tulsi Gabbard gets it, okay? Yes, you know, I mean, she's been a lifelong Democrat and all that, but she just, she left. And she gets the most important thing in saving the country, which is why I like Tulsi more than some people do in the Republican Party world, because I think she gets the most important thing. And listen to her, at least mention it, when she made this announcement, she's leaving. She's out the door. Goodbye, Democrats. Come join me. I'm going somewhere else. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Wow. Right before the midterms, a very, very prominent Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard, bails on the Democratic Party while voters are concerned about the top four issues for voters are the ones the Democrats have screwed up most royally on inflation, economy, immigration, crime. Yeah, this midterm has the potential to be pretty darn sweet, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Herschel Walker in Georgia went in there and had a great debate against Warnock. They're running for the Senate in Georgia. And Herschel Walker is tied at the hip to Donald Trump. And I think their polls, to whatever extent you can believe them, they're, they're, they're dead even. But Herschel Walker had a great debate the other night, and ever since that great debate from Herschel Walker, you've seen the mainstream media going out of their way to try to take down Walker and to try to help Warnock, the pro-abortion pastor, who made a comment about women's rights and how this pastor, Warnock, is in favor of abortion because he doesn't want, you know, you've got a woman in the room and you've got the doctor in the room and say, so you, don't, you don't want, like, politics in the room, too. You've got to have... The woman make that decision, says Warnock. Herschel had a great comeback. I should have brought in this clip. I didn't clip it. Where Herschel Walker's response to that was, well, there's also a baby in the room. There's also a baby in the room. Did you mention that, Pastor Warnock? What a retort that was. And Herschel Walker in the debate was asked about uh, how, how he, uh, will, will he stand with Trump? Will he continue to support Trump? The debate moderator's thinking, obviously, that that's somehow going to be some negative. And Herschel's answer, I thought, was pretty cool. Listen to this one. Mr. Walker, former President Trump is also considering a run for the White House in 2024. If you can give me a simple yes or no answer, and we'll give you time to explain as well, would you support a Trump 2024 run? Yes, I would. And let me tell you, President Trump is my friend. Has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with that. He's my friend. I won't uh, leave my allies, which is what 
Senator Warnock and Joe Biden did in Afghanistan. They left their allies. They left their allies, and right now on a foreign stage, a lot of these people don't trust us no more. They don't trust us to be strong anymore. So they're waiting to see who's going to stand up, who's going to trust. And, I, and I, they have no one to trust right now because I said President Trump is my friend. And he won't stand up with Biden when yet he's voted with him 96 percent of the time. Let's be real. Hey, was that kind of good? Was that pretty good? Herschel Walker. Oh, I think that the left saw that and they realized that, oh, oh, Herschel Walker's going to win this thing. After that debate, debate, the New York Times had a write-up on it. They did everything they could to help Warnock, but they said, well, the debate was probably a draw. And if the New York Times, the far-left, wacko New York Times propaganda sheet says that it was a draw, oh, you know, Herschel Walker <laughs> ran all the way across the field, scored a touchdown, or in his, uh, you know, he, he, he just, he nailed it. And so well done to Herschel on that. And that, that's, that's also kind of the thing, is that uh, the Republican candidates probably most tied to Trump, like Herschel Walker, Blake Masters, a few others. Um, the, the, the media, they're, they're trying to take them down. They're singling them out for national attention. And so, you know, you hear all these little news breaks we get, and uh, they're, they're, they're constantly pounding on Walker. And why, why is that? You have to start thinking these questions. Like whenever you hear the news breaks and the news blurbs, you know, you have to dismantle every little – you can like, like pulling the wings off of a fly. You say, okay, now why are they putting that one for us? Why are they putting that – why are they talking about uh, uh, abortion as uh, uniting Democrats and uh, motivating why, – why are the news breaks getting on these issues? Well – you need to understand, again, as we dissect the propaganda, exactly what they're trying to do to your mind. And once you get that habit of being able to do that, nothing gets in, nothing gets through, and it doesn't, like, get you down. It doesn't give you, like, that anxiety, right? Like Marshall McLuhan talked about in that book, uh, you know, the medium is the message, right? Anyway, just getting this. I guess we have one more. Where did time go? Where did time go? We're almost out of it here tonight. We've got one more. I'll try to talk fast to get it all in. Be right back. Yes, indeed. We had enough. Text the studio to say, yeah, play a Dwight sacred song. And there it is. Hold on to God by Dwight Yoakam, which is one of my favorites to play. I play it at least once a year. There may have been a year where I played it twice. But I like that good message in that. Not the way of the world. Hold on to God. Bit of anchorage as you watch the way of the world when it has lost its way. And, oh, we do talk about that, don't we, around here? Your ballot should be arriving in the mail any minute now. And there's kind of a debate. Should you mail it in or should you take it in personally on Election Day? I had a text to studio. Hi, Matt. Please remind people to vote in person on Election Day. Thank you. Thank you for sending that in. Honored to have you here. And that is what I do personally, is that I personally take it in on Election Day, my ballot. I always wonder if, like, you know, uh, you know, could uh, certain zip codes end up uh, getting certain kind of treatment where maybe the zip code, oh, that's a Republican zip code, let's not somehow get those ballots in. Maybe could that happen, like, you know, 
people are supposed to get the ballots in. Could that happen? I don't know. But I just don't like anything in between me and my vote being tabulated. So I'm not an authority on that. And people, I think, should figure out uh, what they want to do with that. It might be more convenient to just get it in. And if your ballot is already in, then the political parties don't have to spend resources trying to make sure you're going to get your ballot in and the resources are scarce. Does that make sense? Like, say you're a Republican and you sit on it for the last day, you're going to be getting phone calls. You might even get people knock on your door. Hey, did you get your ballot? Did you get it in yet? And they could skip you over if you already got it in. So there are some of these mechanics and you can see both sides of that. And uh, I guess I just say, you know, do what you think is right. Real quick, uh, Biden on recession, you know, he's saying that, oh, you know, he did not. He's a recession denier. He's a denier. We're not in a recession. But, well, maybe if we are, it's going to be like a little one, uh, you know, a little, a little tiny recession here again, heading into the midterms. Here is how Biden makes his case. And CNN's Jake Tapper is trying to help. Oh, he's trying to help the left Democrats, Biden. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how uh, every every six months they say this. Every six months, they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't. There, there has. There is no. There's no guarantee that they're going to. Be, I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a recession. But if there is, it's going to be a slight one, a little, little tiny recession. You know. Yeah. Okay. So that's the case he's making, folks. Is it? Is that? Does that get you, Democrat, fired up to go vote for uh, some other Democrat? Oh, man, uh, they've got like the worst, worst possible. He's like he's probably the worst president we've ever had. And if we end up having his Armageddon over Ukraine, you will definitely say, you know, the guy who ended the world was definitely that. Oh, that they, uh, that guy was the worst president. Historians will look back when they're living underground in their bunkers with the cockroaches that survive the apocalypse. They'll say, yeah, you know, Biden back when he blew up the world, that that was the worst. He, yeah, we're going to put him at the top of the worst list. Anyway, I want to also work this in about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Looks like that deal is going to go through, and that will help free speech, which we need that because, you know, conservative voices get marginalized, get um, the algorithm worked on them, or they get censored and banned altogether. And so a lot of these people, the American people, that are so propagandized to the point of, you know, they just walk off a cliff if their screen told them to do that. Um they don't really get the exposure to other voices, you see, because the algorithms and the tech tyrants have, have made sure of that. They use Twitter as a weapon, okay, not as a platform for free speech. Um, I like to think that Elon Musk could bring free speech to bear on that platform. But, of course, the, the people in power don't want that. They want nothing to do with free speech. They're anti-free speech. Make no mistake, the rhinos do not want Republican voters out there to have a voice or to have their voices see the light of day. Um, the uh, people in power, the ruling class, that are so afraid of the American people and hostile to the American people. No, they're not beloved by the American people. They, they want them sitting in the dark. They want them censored in silence. So the feds are investigating Elon Musk, right? They're, they're investigating Elon over the purchase of Twitter. And let's hear Jesse Waters tell it. Joe Biden is sicking his goons on Elon Musk. According to a new court filing, Musk is now under investigation by federal authorities over his acquisition of Twitter which Democrats see as a major threat ahead of the midterms. This is what they do. Partisan prosecutors take down every threat to the Democrats' grip on power. doesn't matter if you're the richest man in the world. 
You challenge them and they'll use the full weight of the federal government to ruin your life. So the feds are investigating. The feds are investigating Elon Musk over the purchase of Twitter. You know, you'd almost think that the feds don't like the First Amendment. You'd almost think the feds think the First Amendment, as in free speech, should be illegal in this country. They think free speech should be illegal. There should not be free speech. You'd almost think that because there they are investigating Elon Musk over this. From the start, when it came out, and this is, what, eight months ago or so that Elon Musk was looking at buying Twitter, I said, well, okay, um, it would be glorious and great if that could happen, but Elon Musk is taking on the deep state. He is taking on the feds because the last thing these people would ever want is free speech, the last thing that they would ever allow. Over their dead bodies would they allow free speech in this country, all right? They're dependent upon it. The left has a passion for censoring uh, voices they disagree with or voices that are threats to their own power. That is their passion. That is their raison d'etre. That's why they get up in the morning so they can shut people down and censor people and enforce the rules because they can, because they're the tech tyrants, because they're the ones on top. And they've been working in, in lockstep with the feds to keep especially social media, but yes, also every other form of media biased and in favor uh, of the leftist um, ruling class outlook. Okay, that's what they want. So just so we understand that, that um, the, the, they, they but w- whenever the left and Jesse Waters kind of says this, whenever they, they feel like vulnerable on some issue or there's something of power is at stake for because power, they're very serious about the power, the ruling class, the left, they're very, very serious about their power. And whenever anything crops up that could interfere with their power, like Donald Trump, for example. Man, they, they, sent, they sent everything they had. They, they swarmed him with lawyers. They're still swarming him with lawyers. And now they're swarming Elon Musk with lawyers. Send the lawyers out. Send the DOJ out. Probably got the FBI in there. A lot of FBI people apparently work for Twitter, or former FBI people, maybe current FBI people work for Twitter, if you look into that information. Like I said, it is a deep state organization. Um, so when the left feels vulnerable, they'll send the lawyers out after any threat. Swarms of them. Swarms of them. And so I think the goal probably is, as the midterms loom, if Elon Musk were suddenly to get that purchase through like tomorrow or the next day, that's uh, – no. If the left is going to allow this to happen, they're going to have to allow it to happen if they do have to allow it to happen, which they're going to try not to, but after the midterms. Because they certainly don't want free speech before the midterms. Oh, would you want free speech? Like if, if everybody in America could hear this show tonight and talk about inflation, economy, immigration, crime, the issues that are most on everybody, and they could actually hear that reinforced, if they could actually hear that, if you could actually have free speech, rather than have it always be stomped on and squashed and marginalized and censored and oppressed and repressed, oh, that, uh, that's the last thing the people in power want because they know they've screwed it up. Yeah, and they know that Joe Biden, as a spokesperson, so just a little, a slight one. I don't think there's going to be one, but if there is, it's going to be a slight one. Yeah, slight, as he's slurping ice cream, got his tongue on a ice cream, really dignified. Anyway, Blake, great work back there, my man. Bloyer Brothers are up next. A lot of podcasts out there, from some from yesterday, too. We'll see you next Sunday. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.